1: Welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining me today on the show is Gagan Arora. Gagan is the founder of Vertex Services and is the chairman of Foreign Investors Council, generally known as FIC India. Welcome to our show, Gagan.
0: Thank you, Yashwant. It's an honor for me to join your show with Swingworks. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Thanks. It's our pleasure to have you on the show. And thanks for giving us your time and then getting into a conversation so that our listeners can get the maximum benefit of your experience. Uh, we, yeah, sure. thank you so much. Uh, Gagan, can you walk us through on your journey? You did your masters in Boston, and now be reaching a stage of the chairman uh, of a reputed organization. If I say India, can you just share some experiences of yours?
0: It's, it's been a really exciting journey, uh, you know, I started my journey from being a torchbearer, uh, then I was a leader, and now finally an entrepreneur. Uh, after spearheading various departments, I worked with several brands for, you know, close to two decades, work, worked in different departments. I left my corporate job uh, in 2016, and launched Vertex with just two people, and that too, from a small garage in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, uh, you know, under my leadership, Vertex Global Services has expanded operations, uh, you know, we started in US, uh, then we uh, Uh, You know, also present across uh, UK, India, Philippines. We've recently uh, started a small office in Nepal uh, with about 700 employees globally uh, that we have been able to achieve in in just four years. Uh, You know, I was also honored as the CEO of the year for 2020 and 2021 and got recognized as 40 under 40 by CNBC very recently. Yes. Uh, I strongly believe, Yashwan, that investing in talent, technology and innovation that is needed to thrive in an evolving business landscape. Uh, When I talk about my, uh, you know, other two appointments, uh, I got appointed as a director for International Education Committee for Asian Arab Chambers of Commerce. That was in 2020. So currently I'm heading online education for 52 countries. And uh, recently I got selected as the chairman for Foreign Investors Council, uh, Delhi chapter, through which, uh, you know, we drive more investments coming towards India. And in turn, you know, we help serving the nation by getting more NFIA.
1: Okay, excellent. That's it's a great journey. And then it's quite exciting to hear that uh, from you, Gagan. Uh, 2 to 700 is definitely a great number. And then the kind of flows that you're holding and then the interest to just help many of the <coughs> initiatives is a great thought. Okay. Thank you. Nice. So uh, how do you think that okay, transforming an employee's feedback into growth uh, for your organization? And can you share some experiences? And it'll be nice if we can share with an example so that our listeners can relate to it much better.
0: I I would love to uh, because I've always believed, uh, you know, it are are happy employees which make, uh, you know, turn into happy customers. We as an organization strongly believe that EX, which is employee experience, is equivalent to CX, which is your client experience. Now we treat our employees not as employees, but our brand ambassadors. So to, you know, to say the truth, uh, how we uh, look at our organization is that we have more than 700 brand ambassadors with us globally. Now just look at the impact that we are having through our brand ambassadors. Uh, To, uh, you know, also talk about the culture that we have Uh, we were certified as the best place to work in india uh, in 2020 by best place to work institute and we got an employee satisfaction survey score of 94 percent and our ER on year CSAT, which is your customer satisfaction score, has been close to 92-93%. So, you know, it's a, it's a perfect example how we've been able to manage our employee experience equivalent to our customer experience. Uh, to be honest, Yashwant, you know, it's it, it doesn't have too much of investment uh, to have uh, feedback coming in from your employees, but it's incalculable. You know, feedback is one of the best ways for us to know if we are doing something right and what our opportunity areas are. Uh, You know, uh, honestly, it's the grease that oils the cogs of any business. We follow a feedback culture that enables staff members at every level to feel free to provide feedback and constructive criticisms regardless of where they rank within the corporate hierarchy. So we have an e-ticketing system irrespective of what level employee they are. Uh, you know, they can just raise an e-ticket, which is called an employee ticket. And our employee care team, we don't have an HR function. We rewired it. We transformed it into employee care because we thought, you know, as per the current need, as per the current uh, mindset of our uh, you know employees as our brand ambassadors, HR, uh, you know, is a little outdated. And hence, we transformed into a proper care function. Now, employee care is supposed to uh, you know acknowledge that ticket into uh, working hours and provide a resolution to that ticket uh, in 24 hours and if there is no resolution even then they are supposed to come back with whatever responses for the for after 24 hours now the overall service of this employee care personnel is also uh, calculated through our uh, nps tracker so once the survey, uh, once the ticket is closed, there is a survey which goes to the employee, which asks how was the employee care, you know, treating you in the overall situation. And that's how we manage the overall culture of the organization. Now, to quote an example, uh, yashwant uh, recently uh, we did something which is called servant leadership, you know, because I believe that leader is the servant first. In in this, uh, you know, leaders uh, were serving food to everyone in the organization, irrespective of level. So, you know, starting from our pantry boys to our C-level executives, it were our leaders who were serving feed, who were serving food to everyone. You know, it it began with a natural feeling that one wanted to serve as opposed to wanting, you know, how to show your power, influence, fame, or wealth. Uh, A genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but it's actually a molder of consensus.
1: Excellent. So a few points that I really can carry today with me is that EX is equal to CX is one of a simple sentence has got a lot of meaning and it's uh, a, a book by itself and everything that you can work around it can really make your employees uh, uh, happy and then also make your customers happy. And the customer satisfaction for that reason, reaching up to 92 to 93% is a great achievement. Definitely yes, uh, many people can have a great takeaway from this. And what I really also liked is your concept of uh, that using the term called as uh, uh, employee care than employee function. So the, the word care itself has a lot of meaning. That itself will give a lot of comfort to the employees to just be very open and then discuss whatever the, the grievances that they've got. And that's a, that's a great thought. And nevertheless, again, to say that, okay, the servant leadership is something that you uh, initiated will... Give a result by itself. Uh, it's it's a great thinking that is what is led from two to seven hundred is what I can really uh, feel now. Okay. Thank you. Yes, is and I'm just seeing that okay. One of your posts, uh, Gagan, you had mentioned that okay, employee engagement was seen as a fun uh, earlier, but today with remote work, it has become uh, important to keep the employees engaged, right? So right. what are, what do you think are some of the strategies uh, uh, that you follow and that you could recommend to people, managers, to keep their employees engaged?
0: Uh, so sujashwant i uh, you know strongly believe that communication is often the basis of any healthy relationship you know personally professionally uh, including the one that we have between an employee between his or her manager uh, you know all of us uh, you know value communication from their manager not just about the roles and responsibilities but what is apart from that so the, the strategies that we believe are best for employee engagement uh, you know the first one uh, which we call as uh, think bottom up and not top down because, uh, yashwant you don't build a house starting from the roof and working Direct. downwards, do you? Uh, well, absolutely. So, you know, same goes for us as organizations. After all, uh, you know, uh, our people are the bedrock on which we are founded. And if we don't know what they are thinking, we'll be in trouble. Uh, the more your team are, ask quest- are asked questions, their opinions, the more they will feel empowered, trusted and respected. And yes. that's how they will get engaged with us. The second thing is that, you know, we have to show them that we listen. There is nothing better than seeing your ideas and work practices being praised and followed so so that it ensures that your employees have the opportunity to share and display their very best of work. Peer-to-peer learning, whether in meetings or via the talent development platform, is a great way to foster engagement and create strengthening links between our employees. Yes, And uh, now last but not the least, uh, you know, hearing the employee voice, a uh, uh, lot of organizations do a, a once in a year satisfaction survey uh, to gauge how the employee satisfaction levels are and, uh, you know, to check the pulse of the organization. However, you know, we do it on a monthly basis. Uh, And based on the employee feedback, whatever low hanging fruits that we find that the things that are easy to fix, we fix that in less than 14 days of getting the result. And then they are carried forward until, uh, you know, we get them to a closure. Uh, So I also strongly believe that, you know, we need to facilitate channels where employees can raise issues and give feedback. Uh, for this, uh, you know, we can have open discussions, group meetings, uh, the e-ticketing system, and a lot of other channels wherein employees don't feel that they're just being, you know, uh, uh, given a direction, but they are communicating. They know what the uh, what is happening in the overall organization, and their voice is being heard.
1: Yes, yes, very well said, uh, Gagan. <clears throat> Gagan, in one of your LinkedIn posts, I had just said that uh, you had mentioned the continuous improvement is about improving a little bit every day, which is so very true. Even I believe in that. In this post, you also talk about the transformation initiatives in the organizations. And you are also talking about, uh, speaking about changes. How do people manage to ensure that there is no information overload, in your opinion? And uh, the little learnings are given to the employees uh, on a daily basis, which is a very uh, important thought. How do you uh, uh, put it across uh, for the benefit of our listeners?
0: That's a wonderful question, Yashwant. You know, I've always believed that uh, if you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up uh, 37 times better by the time you're done. Now, this concept is also called the improvement by subtraction, which is focused on doing less of what doesn't work, Uh, eliminating mistakes, uh, reducing complexity, and stripping away the inessential. Uh, The first uh, rule that we follow is the two-minute rule. If uh, you have a lot of tasks to do, tasks that can be completed in less than two minutes, get them together, then tackle uh, them at the same time each day. Doing so will not only eliminate small distractions, but it will also improve your efficiency. Now, the second, which is my favorite, is called eat the frog. You know, this is really... yeah so this is really an awesome uh, productivity hack the phrase eat the frog in this context means tackling your most dreaded task first each day so your most difficult task you pick up every single day in the morning when you uh, start your off uh, start your office hours and finish that task in in the very beginning now there are a couple of reasons this is uh, so effective uh, one uh, you know eating the frog helps to overcome our natural tendency to be to procrastinate And then uh, by performing our most difficult task early on, we are making decisions that, you know, when we are at our best. As the day goes on, information overload can cause decision-making capabilities to deteriorate. By eating the frog, we are addressing the most challenging responsibility at the time of the day, most likely to elicit peak performances.
1: Mm. Right. Out of many takeaways, uh, uh, Gagan, three of the things that I can never forget is uh, improvement by subtraction, two-minute rule, and then eat the frog. So you, <laughs> you, you, your nomenclature is so nice that okay, people definitely cannot forget that. And I'm sure even our listeners, whosoever listen that, will definitely carry this with them uh, throughout. It's, it's a g- great, great share, uh, Gagan. Thank you. And you're you across uh, domains, and you've been talking to as a, a person with, uh, with the good roles, and then you've been talking to the people from different industries. And what changes are you forecasting in the BPO industry per se? Uh, Will it drastically change the current requirements in terms of uh, talent? What's your thought on that? And if you feel so, how will people managers and talent acquisition specialists uh, go about finding these talents?
0: Uh, the biggest change, uh, Yashwan, that we as an organization are she- uh, you know, seeing uh, in the BPO industries after the COVID, you know, uh, the work from home uh, thing, which have recently started. Uh, yes. Pre-COVID, yashwant if I give you an example, you know, working from home was not treated to be a great thing. You know, uh, uh, in, in India, especially, uh, we have uh, the parents have the mindset that if the person is not going to office, you know, the, the work standard is not that great or there is something which is drastically missing. However after the after covid you know we have learned how uh, effectively work from home can work. Now it has also helped a lot of clients to reduce their cost because, you know, if the, if the people are not commuting to office, we are saving on the cab, the transportation cost. Um, right. You know, we are saving on the infrastructure. We are saving on a lot of things which, uh, you know, run in office like electricity, diesel generator and all of those things, utilities. And all of that, if we subtract in and give it pass to the client, you know, we, we see that the client is also happy that they are working on a reduced cost model and hence increase in the volume. Now that means to, uh, increase in the volume means we'll have more manpower in india which will get employment so that's the biggest uh you know change that we see so we are also coming up with a model which is called uh you know cosmos wherein we are uh you know only targeting these people uh so there are a lot of people who are physically challenged Yashwant, who cannot travel to office however they are wonderfully talented um, there are housewives, uh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, females coming out from their maternity who can just work for a few hours in a week or in a month, and they cannot resume office for, you know, something which is holding them back. And hence, we are coming up with a model wherein, you know, everyone who is working from home, who's who has a decent internet connection and uh, the technology that we need, uh, you know, uh, we can have them on board working with us in our gig model. So this will actually help a lot of people who are currently not working or trying to, you know, resume office, but not able to for whatsoever reasons. But with Cosmos coming in, you know, it will give a lot of opportunities of people of this stature to work from home.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Well said, uh, Gagan. This Cosmos model will definitely give opportunities. A lot many people who are uh, looking for opportunities, but for, for whatsoever reasons, they're not able to grab the opportunities like a couple of examples that you shared. I wish you all the best for that. Thank you, Gagan. Yeah. So, uh, Gagan, what do you think are the key leadership skills uh, required for operating as a people manager in any remote organization? Because most of, after pandemic, like what we just discussed a few minutes back, uh, remote working and then organizations in remote locations has become a trend and the need of the hour at this point in time.
0: Absolutely. I, I believe that every employee, uh, you know, should should be thinking that they would be a leader one day and that's how they will evolve themselves. And that's the transformation which is required at the very early stage. And hence, Yashant, I you know, seriously believe that leadership is one of the most important skills to be showcased by anyone. And effective leaders improve efficiency, customer satisfaction, employee satisfaction, which increase your overall business performance. Yes. So, you know, some key skills, which I really believe uh, are, you know, the first one is the ability to understand the team dynamics and to work with the team. So, you know, there are, uh, there are A, B, C players in the team and it's very important for the b and c not to be demotivated by the performance of a and uh the a uh, performer should be working closely with the B and c performer now everything gets routed to the team manager and the leader how effectively he's making the teamwork happen yes. uh, this uh, the second example will be uh the ability to interpret the direction from a high And creating a common and a coherent vision for the team so you know uh, uh, there are times uh, when we have to do a crisis communication we have to you know pass on messages which are you know so so you know like in 2020 when the covid happened we had to move everybody from work from home work from office to work from home it was not a very easy thing to do you know a lot of technology changes a lot of things it were the leaders it were the people managers who really believed that they can do it we had a, you know, absolutely 0% business impact on moving from work from office to work from home. Uh, the third is uh, the ability to coach for both performance and the long-term development. Uh, now, the, 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 the next one is you know, uh, technology. Uh, we are all very digitally smart. That's how the world has been. Uh, so how to use uh, utilize technology, how to better use it. So let's say we are working from home and we are employing, uh, you know, somebody uh, who's a mother, uh, you know, one year back, she was only familiar with Facebook, uh, Instagram and other social handles on her phone. But now because, uh, you know, uh, the mother's son is studying on uh, online, which is using Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google, all of these things. So she has become more computer efficient. Now, how to use those technology skills and to ensure that, uh, you know, those technologies bringing results in the overall performance. Right. Uh, next is uh, to recognize achievements, you know, big or small, as a leader, it is very important to recognize everything that your team is doing uh, from an achievement standpoint, and also to highlight what are the opportunities and how we can achieve better. Uh, the next would be, uh, yashwant that, you know, as a leader, one should be proactive. And they should always be staying in contact so you know let's say there is a team manager and the team is now spread across india somebody's working from north somebody's working from west there could be chances that the manager the leader is only communicating with one geo and not with the others it's very important to stay in contact with you know the 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 physically dispersed team right now yes Uh, it's also important to show trust in your employees and motivate them there are you know especially during the pandemic i'm sure everyone uh, you know that we know has either gone through this uh, uh you know covet or somebody in their family has gone through it and a lot of uh, families have also lost many of lives now this will also mean that there would be a lot of uh, you know shoulders bogging down uh employees will have their concerns with their family and that is the time when the leaders have to really really motivate And trust, so somebody is, let's say, not keeping well, somebody is having some issues in their family. So the trust factor has to be the priority right now and to ensure that we motivate them as well.
1: Yes, yes. Excellent, uh, Gagan. I would really love to uh, get on this conversation for much more time because there are a lot of experiences that you're sharing and a lot of insights that you've been sharing. But as always, always, we have got to keep our uh, time in mind and then we have to just kind of uh, somewhere make an end to it. Definitely, this was one of the sessions I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And uh, again, thanks for uh, being on board for this uh, podcast session. And uh, wish you all the best. Stay safe. For Thank you so
0: much, And Thank you so much for inviting me. Stay thanks. safe to, you, to everyone around you.
1: Thank you. It's, it's our pleasure. Wish you a, a safe journey to the US.
0: Thank you. Take
1: care. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much.